Hey, redheads and everyone else listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrian. Today's episode is super exciting because we're talking to one of our favorite people in the world. Her name is Kira Doyle. We wanted to focus and do a whole episode on confidence. It is something that is obviously very important to us. It was talked about throughout season one, and we thought we should do a whole episode on confidence. Part of confidence is living a great life and for many of us following dreams. And Stephanie and I, every single day, follow our dream with how to be a redhead. We wake up every day and now it's just become over the eight and a half years, just something that we do every single day that makes us happy and we're pursuing our dreams. And I think a lot of redheads might be listening in being like, oh, I have an idea. We did a whole episode about building a business. But when we talked about confidence, we wanted to talk to the person who knew us when we were just those little confident, you know, (laughs) or almost confident redheads um, and knew us before how to be a redhead and herself has made really just a lot of strides in her life. So her name's Kira Doyle. She's one of our very, very best friends. Uh, This is Adrian speaking, but Kira was my best friend in high school. We met in 2002 and Stephanie and her became incredibly close when we all lived together in New York City. And so we have this sisterhood, the three of us. And now she has, you know, she's doing great things with L'Oreal and she has her own podcast. And so she's really growing herself. And I know that she always has so much advice for Stephanie and I, and, you know, we all just kind of ping off each other. So it's just really such an honor for us to have her on and to ask her questions about how she got to where she is in life, what kind of advice she has for redheads who are wanting to gain that confidence, or maybe walking in the streets of some city trying to pursue some dream. How do you get there? And I think Stephanie and I, every single day, we have our own routines. Kira has her own routine, but Kira has a different outlook on life sometimes when it comes to more of a spiritual side. She believes in something that's really awesome. It's called human design that she'll talk about. And it's all about your different personality and how you perceive things in life. And I think sometimes Stephanie and I need to hear that more because we're just so focused. And so to hear like, this is why you do certain things kind of allows you to be you. And I really wanted, and I know Stephanie and I were talking about this. We really wanted this episode to be about how to be you and confidently be you, especially in a day and time when It's so hard to be you because social media has you always comparing yourselves with others. All the time. Yeah, you're constantly going back and forth when it comes to, am I doing the right thing? Am I not? Mm -hmm. So we thought that we would take kind of a step back from just beauty tips, even though I know Kira has the best because she is so talented with hair. Um, And I hope that we dig into it a little bit. But we really wanted this episode to be about building your confidence, how to do it, what we do every day, what Kira suggests, and kind of just see our friendship. I think Stephanie's really, really great. And Stephanie, you should talk about this too, but just about your friendships. Friendships are really important in life to just, you know, talk to a girlfriend is like a really good feeling. And Kira's kind of always been that person that I talk with personally that I just, I love to talk with her. She gives me like a fresh you know, she yeah, is. Yeah. Wait, wait you guys meet her. Her voice is even perfect for podcasts, it which is really, why she has her own. It really is. And fun fact, she did all the hair in our How to Be a Redhead book, beauty book. And she and all the fashion shows and all the fashion shows during the Rocket Like a Redhead events that we had in New York City, as well as she's done a couple tutorials 
of when we were starting our YouTube page back in New York City years ago and some of our editorial photo shoots again when we started How to Be a Redhead. So she's been with us since the very beginning. I remember meeting her when Adrian met her freshman year of high school. I was in seventh grade and I remember exactly what I was wearing a gap sweatshirt and I just remember being like so young and not know anything about like going into (laughs) high school and there was my older sister and her best friend Kira and I always looked up to Kira and she's really a magical person and she is a hairdresser a facilitator and a director of digital education for l'oreal in new york city now who she believes in alignment and authenticity should be at the core of everything that we do she has a background in pr beauty and yoga her mixed bag of skills led her to l'oreal where she saw an opportunity to empower hairdressers to align with their purpose and tap into their business potential via the digital age. She is currently exploring the human design system and is the host of her new podcast, which is called Beauty Therapy Podcast. So that's a conversation that bridges spirituality and wellness in the beauty industry. And if you have to check it out because it's amazing. And like Adrian said, her voice is made to be on podcasts. It's very soothing. It is. And Kira is also a TEDx speaker and she resides right now in Manhattan and you can find her on um, the handle hair of the girl. And fun fact, I lived with her, gosh, I think three years. We lived in a very small Upper East Side apartment, but let's give her a call and talk all about her amazingness. The H2 Bar Box, a monthly beauty subscription box for redheads. Each box is worth $80 plus and each product is redhead-friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code PODCAST to receive 20% off. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today. I know, I know. So the whole the whole conversation we wanted to have with you was when Stephanie and I sat down to write these questions together yesterday, we were like, okay, what should we talk to Kira about? And then we're like, well, Kira knew us before we were ever really confident and before we started How to Be a Redhead. And we feel like a lot of our followers are, you know, pursuing dreams or they're trying to build their confidence. And we thought that that would be a really powerful topic because, you know, you have your own story. I feel like human design can tie into that. And obviously your podcast gives a lot of inspiration to a lot of people. So it was kind of crazy, Kira, going through the questions that we wanted to ask because I had to step back and be like, what do people want to know about Kira? Because I know so much about you. Um, but I kind of wanted to just take it back. Stephanie and I thought it would be cool to take it back to like 2002 when we met in high school and maybe even before that. And, you know, you so you, you start your life, you have your passions. Was passion for you always hair or was it just a realm of a lot of things? Yeah, Um <sighs> I, I mean, I, I've always loved a lot of different things, but, um, I found my passion through hair actually because my mom did not know how to do hair at all. Like she couldn't even do a basic ponytail. And I don't know when you guys are little, if you remember, like, do you remember like having bumps in your ponytail all the yeah. time? Like no bumps. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a big deal. It was such a big deal. Yeah. It was such a big deal. And like the girls that had bumps in their ponytails, like I just felt so like 
oh, like that doesn't look good. Like I remember being hyper aware of that at like five years old, sitting on like the carpet during story hour, like looking at girls' ponytails. And I knew that I wanted my hair to look good, but my mom didn't even let me have long hair. Like she made me keep it really short because she didn't know how to do it. So we made a rule, which was if I grew my hair out, I would learn how to like take care of it myself. And um, it's actually really funny because I... I'm just thinking this through now, but as um, as I got more and more interested in hair and people started asking me to do hair for them, and then it turned out to do like father-daughter dances and proms and um, all throughout high school, I did hair for plays. Um, I, I kind of switched it over to like taking care of other people and doing other people's hair. And that definitely became a passion of mine. But now I'm really kind of like coming back to like taking care of myself again. That's like my, the path that I'm on is self-love. And I, and I just realized as I'm having this conversation with you guys, that like my passion for hair stemmed from taking care of myself, which I didn't. Yeah. That that's so powerful. <laughs> yeah. And you've yeah. done, you did my hair, Kira. <laughs> oh yeah. I love to do your hair. You um, dyed it. <laughs> I dyed my hair blonde for gosh, I think like eight years. And remember you would come over and I never wanted any red to show on my roots. <laughs> Ever. Right around that hairline was so important for you. And, and <laughs> but then that I, actually, stuff, <laughs> I think you were like the first person that ever let me do highlights, like real highlights. And I was using like kitchen tinfoil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember. My, I didn't even. <laughs> it wasn't your fault, but my hair was so fried. I remember I look back at photos and it just looked like French fries. It was so strange. <laughs> it was so stringy. But do you think that dyeing my hair, did this assist with your love for coloring hair? Yeah, um, absolutely. I loved, uh, I love getting to play in that in that space and like change the color of someone's hair for me it was so much more fun than cutting and that's like what I went on to specialize in uh when I went to cosmetology school and then later started working behind the chair as a stylist um and what's actually so fun like we really went full circle with you because you were also my model um when I was graduating out of a color course at Bumble and Bumble you were a model I remember um, that I didn't I I was actually helping enhance your red um, just with like a, a red gloss and like bringing out your natural, your natural color. Cause at that point, like you still had some blonde under there that kept popping back through. Yeah. It was um, so hard to get rid of. <laughs> I remember cause when I was trying to go more red and get out of my blonde, I don't know where you were, but I was in Boston. You must've been in New York. And I remember you told me to go to Michael Albor and I did. And he was like, this is going to take over a year two years yeah. to get all this blonde off. But then I re I remember that photo that we took together when you did make my hair redder at Bumble and Bumble. I wore how to be a redhead shirt. Yeah. Yeah. You were my like, you were a graduation project for me. <laughs> yeah. And then even um, when you graduated Arojo, you had mm -hmm. Steph who. Oh my God. So I was just thinking back about that project. So my <laughs> this is so <laughs> funny, but my graduation project when I was at a rojo, you had to come up with a concept um, and do a hairstyle around it and then present it. And it was like a really big deal at the time. And so I came up with this concept called The Last Redhead. And it was just a play off of the um, 
the idea that redheads are going extinct, which it's kind of just like a spoof on it, but I tried Mm -hmm. to make it like spooky and like (laughs) she was the last redhead and she was like living in captivation. And, um, I, looking back on it, I don't think it worked at all. I don't think anybody knew what I was doing, but for me, you understood. And for me, it was like, so cool to be able to, uh, have a model get to like walk down a runway and start playing around with the idea of like, of, of this, of, just like influencing and with your creativity and through hair. Right. And I was so thankful on personally when you were making my hair redder and more vibrant in New York City because it made me develop more confidence. And because, you know, I was always trying to find myself growing up. And then by the time, you know, I was living with you and I, I finally felt, I think, myself. So thank you for making me. I don't know. I look back at photos and it just... I wouldn't be the same person I was, I don't think, if I didn't know you. Oh, I feel the same way about both of you guys. You've been so influential in my life. And Steph, you look beautiful with red and blonde hair, but I love you, Red. It brings out your eyes so much. And it's always like shiny and healthy. And and now you don't have to worry about covering up every inch of like root right at the at the at the hairline. I know. So. And now my hair's healthier than ever. I really think, yeah. I mean, Adrian's over there. She's never even touched her hair. So she's <laughs> lucky, lucky bee. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, we were, we were also talking about all the different, you know, steps that we had to take to like get to where we were in terms of being confident. And I was like, Kira was literally there for us before how to be a redhead. Like our Kira, our instant tanner stages. <laughs> Kira put a black streak in my hair. We loved Avril Lavigne. Oh and my God. <laughs> she was like, and I didn't want to dye my hair. Kira was like, let's just do a black streak. So, and obviously like my mascara, I had like an obsession with making it look like too, it was almost like spiders. Like spiders. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just feel like we've been through so many steps together. And then I was even thinking about like when we started how to be a redhead, you were living with me in the North End before you got your apartment. And so like you've been with us and I was thinking about all the steps that you've taken and how a lot of redheads do struggle with that confidence. So mm-hmm. like, do you, you know, when, what was the steps that you took in terms of being like a yoga instructor? I know you like put yourself through cosmetology school. You worked so hard to get to where you are now. How did you get to the position where you are at L'Oreal as a director of digital education? Oh, wow. That's a, it's a lot. Um, I know. So I just want to <laughs> say we, we've really, you and I have come really far from like, we used to roll our coins to get spray tans. <laughs> we did. Um, we did. And at the time, like I, I have no, I, I mean, I ruined so many items of clothing and like my bed sheets and like so many things from the spray tans, but, um, but I have no regrets about it because at the time it was what we needed to feel good and confident. And I think, right. uh, I think it's so important that whatever phase you're in, that you just lean into that because whenever you are feeling good about yourself physically and, your confidence is like radiating, you just become so magnetic and it's like easier to, to bring things into your life when you're feeling good. Um, but gosh, my journey has just been so crazy. Um, I know we'll talk about human design a little bit later, but, um, I, my, you know, my, my profile or my energy type and the way I'm kind of meant to go through life is I'm sort of a naturally a jack of all trades. And it took me a really long time to be okay with that and not, uh, worry so much about having to be really good at one thing or the expert at one thing. And so the job that I have now is kind of like the, uh, 
I don't know, the the equation of all the things that I've done. And in my job, I get to play around a lot with all different types of things from hair to speaking to digital, like creating videos, coming up with concepts. Like I write classrooms and I get to uh, almost act on stages and present. And so um, it's just been like a huge, uh, a huge learning to get here. And my path never really looked like it was going to make sense to anybody from the outside. It always looked like I was kind of lost. Um, and I think I felt lost at some points too. Like when I was graduated college, I always knew I wanted to go to cosmetology school. I went to school for writing. Um, you and I, Adrian, were living in Boston together at the time and mm-hmm. I started doing PR and I just was kind of naturally good at it. And people trusted me um, somehow to take over, you know, their brand and help them find brand voice and reach out um, to media and doing web stuff. And it was good, but I, I definitely recognized that I was, if I kept going down this path, I was going to spend my life representing other artists and I would never have a chance to be one. So um, eventually I, I gave that all up and I moved to New York and I that was also a crazy experience for me. I was super lost when I first got to the city. I know um, within a couple of months, I ended up moving in on your couch, both of your couches. <laughs> uh, that was a crazy story. I don't know if we have time to get into the whole, uh, how all that went down. That was hilarious. But like, you were just always so family to us that we were like, yeah, just like come live with us. <laughs> yeah. And Andrew, Andrew's practically family. Andrew's a friend of yeah. ours, if you're listening and wondering who he is. <laughs> Yeah, so Stephanie and Adrian had this beautiful apartment in the Upper West Side. It was really small um, with a friend of ours, Andrew, that we went to high school with. And I moved to New York with, I made a really bad choice in terms of a person I chose to trust. And within a couple of weeks, I like had to get out of the apartment because um, I just, I couldn't live there anymore. Yeah, Yeah, it was a toxic environment. Yeah, it it wasn't good. And so I ended up like having to make a choice, which was, do I go back to Boston or, um, or do I stay in New York? And thank God I had uh, Adrian who's been such like such an angel for me in so many aspects of my life. She's always just been there when I needed a place to like fall. Um, and she never lets me fall. She's always just got my back and helps kind of boost me oh, back up. Same, same here. Yeah. I mean, I feel like had it not been for you guys, I don't know what would have happened. I don't know where I would have gone. Um, definitely. I don't even think I'd be sitting, you know, here at the L'Oreal headquarters, like, you know, so Stephanie, Stephanie might still have blonde hair. <laughs> Stephanie might still have blonde hair. <laughs> or maybe she never would have gone blonde. I don't know. Maybe that's what I thought too. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it, it, it definitely, it, it took me, it took me some time. I went through yoga teacher training and I, rec- if anyone's considering that, I recommend it 10 times. It is, so spiritually like transformative and it really teaches you how to just take care of yourself a little bit more. And, uh, even if you don't plan on teaching, which I, I did plan on teaching at the time, but it was just such a transformative experience for me. And actually when I was done going through my yoga teacher training, I got the courage to go to cosmetology school. It Mm. looked very backwards, like on the I think on the back end, like you just finished this one thing and now you want to go do this other thing. But I realized how achievable my goals were as long as I really buckled down and, um, and, 
and, and, and stuck to them. Of course, in the meantime, I was working with uh, Adrian at, a, at one uh, restaurant and then I ended up working with Stephanie at a cocktail lounge. We were hustling. We really had to, we, like those first couple yeah. of years. <laughs> New York City. Yeah. Yes, yeah. The first uh, few years, it was, it was a hustle. That's the best word to describe it. It is. And you don't know what's going to happen. Like you just don't know where you're going to end up and if it's going to work out and you have to just have faith and keep going because you can't quit. Like the people that did give up and didn't continue going after their dream, like still work at that lounge. Right. Yeah. they, They got jaded. Yeah. Like you, well, the money was, was good money. It was sustain our rent and help us like Stephanie was growing how to be a redhead. And I was putting my money into college tuition for cosmetology school. And like, yeah, we were able to get through all of that um, because we were super dedicated and we just didn't stop. Yeah. And, right, um, right. I, I, I find that fascinating all the time. Steph and I, we talk about it. We're like, isn't it crazy? Like you haven't a dream, you're pursuing it and you see where you want to be, like where it, wherever it is. It might be like 10 years down the road. You see it and you n- probably never know how long it's going to take. But it's so you never know what's going to happen. Exactly what you said. It's just kind of un- unknown, but you have to just keep focused and keep going. And there's a lot of hardships, but then like kind of the hardships kind of veer you in the right way. If you just keep going, which I find yeah. really amazing. Yeah. If you can like take that hardship as uh, almost fuel or, you know, as, as, uh, as a learning and just move, move forward with, with it, it totally, it's here. And a lot of the times the things that we feel disappointed about the things that don't work out, like are not working out for a reason much larger than we can even comprehend. Like that apartment I moved into in Hoboken, like had that actually worked out, I never would have moved in with you guys. And right. when I look back on like my first like four years of New York, it's being with you, Adrian, and then Stephanie with you for like the next three years. Like it's, it was such a big impact on my life. It led me to both of the side jobs that I had to sustain myself. And like, it's very possible we, I may have stayed living in New Jersey for a while because that's where it, the universe had put me. So it just, we have to really like accept that what's happening to us is for a greater reason and just not give up. It's not, it's not there for you to give up. It's just there to, to guide you. Like you said, like that, that turn, it sometimes makes you take. It's so right. true. So Kira, do you finally feel confident and in your career and in yourself as the, you know, as a director of education at L'Oreal, do you feel confident about that? Or do you think it's just an ongoing path of self-discovery and you'll probably will do other things within L'Oreal or not? Or how do you feel every day now? Oh, I think, can I say both? I think, yes. I think I go back and forth. Um, the older I get, the easier it is to have confidence in yourself. I've, I've definitely found that like, I've been through a lot now and I know, um, this, whatever the situation is that's in front of me is not going to make or break me anymore. Where when, when I was younger, I put a lot more pressure and emphasis on every single thing. Like if I didn't do well in that one meeting or if that one client didn't like their haircut, like it was the end of the world. And now I've just been like, okay, I, I I trust myself a lot more. So that's, uh, and trusting yourself, I think is a huge piece of having confidence, but on the other side, like I'm always still learning and I'm always growing and I definitely have days of self-doubt, like where I, I, sometimes it's just, 
it's unavoidable. You know, the doubts get really loud and you wonder what you're doing and you question everything. And then Mm -hmm. you, you can lean into that too. And you can use that as an, as a, as a propeller to kind of start looking at other things that are lighting you up and like ask the universe, like, what are you trying to show me right now with this? Like what, what, what's the, what's the real message here? And literally like clockwork, several days later, everything I was worried about will somehow come forward to me in a new way to almost show, to almost be like, like, that's, oh, that's funny that you thought that. Like, look, like, you know, it's like the silliest, like I can write someone an email and they won't write back and I'll take it personally, you know? (laughs) And then like two days later, I'll get something from them being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It was like at the hospital, just like little things like that, where you start being like, oh my God, why was I doubting myself? You know? Um, Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. What what do you guys think? Well, we were just talking amongst ourselves about how hard it is in society right now to not have self-doubt because you're constantly comparing yourself to others because of social media. And so it's, it's, it's like a tough thing that like you have to deal with, I guess, when you're always on your phone or like you're always on Instagram, like, you know, and things always seem so great on, on, on social media. And then you're like, am I doing the right thing? Like, is this the right path? Like, you know, you, you, you think these certain, certain thoughts. And then for me personally, I really like being alone. So I found like that for me, like if I just have quiet and I'm alone, like that gives me a lot of confidence because then I get to recollect my thoughts. Whereas I know Stephanie's Steph, you're the opposite. Yeah. (laughs) You like to be around people to get confident because like their energy gives you confidence. Um, So it's just, I think it's all about like knowing who you are. And I think that's exactly what it is. You exactly what you said. You have to just, you know, step into your own and like trust yourself. And I think what you said too, Kira, about, you know, my job with our subscription box is getting companies in the boxes. And I thrive off of that, you know, because I'm on the phone with companies and I'm really like engaging with them. But if it's one scenario where this company that we really love and let's say it's not in their marketing and, you know, they're like, unfortunately, we can't be a part of the beauty box. And then maybe that was like two years ago. And then that kind of put me, you know, off balance two years ago. But then this happened where that same company two years ago just wrote us last week and said, we want to be a part of the box. And it's just like, it's, you know, it's crazy how just the universe works in such mysterious ways and how one thing really gets you down or, you know, just kind of makes you feel like, oh my God, why? Like, why don't they Mm want to be a part of this? Or why don't they want to collaborate? Or just random stuff like that. And then it kind of just is full circle where, oh my God, they want to work with us. And a couple of years ago, they didn't. And I think um, I think it's just the fact that you have to just keep pushing and keep going and know that what you're doing is amazing and just really believe in yourself. Yeah, you're yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't personalize. And that's something I think it gets easier the more you put that into practice. It's not like with age, you just naturally stop taking things personally. But if you do things like little by little every single day, to continue like to get into that mindset, it gets easier to like snap back into it. Like, okay. And the other thing um, I'm thinking about too, it's like the story we tell ourselves is so important. And so when stuff starts coming up and we start telling ourselves a story of like, oh, this is because I'm not good enough or my business isn't worth it, or it's because they don't like me. Like, it's just a narrative our brain is, is developing in our head to protect us, right? Because our brain's always trying to make sense of things. And like that story might not be, that story most likely is never true. 
Um, we don't know what the other person is thinking. We don't know where this is going at all. And so it's just really, really important. We're just like mindful. We don't always have to change the story or change the narrative. Sometimes we don't have that power, but it is really important that we, that we are aware of it and that we recognize like, oh, this is just a story I'm telling myself. It's not the truth. Yeah, exactly. Now, I think this is a great time to bring up human design. Now, we all three of us, we went to Asheville together really recently. And you talked to Adrian and I a lot about human design and just getting us acquainted with the what is human design, because Adrian and I really didn't know much about it. And so human design, design and how it has allowed you to be you being yourself and what confidence is all about. So talk to us a bit about human design and how our followers can benefit from it. Oh, I love, I love this part. Okay, great. So a lot of people haven't heard about human design because it's, it's a little bit of a newer um, practice. It didn't come around until 1987. So although we've heard about astrology that's been around for thousands of years, human design is something that's like more on the forefront. And I think we're going to start hearing about it a lot more. Uh, it basically takes into um, consideration three different like major astrology charts. There's just traditional astrology. There's the I Ching, which is the Chinese astrology. And then there is Kabbalah and it brings it all together. And so you end up getting this body graph. Um, it has nine energy centers and an energy type. And there's five major energy types in the world. And depending on what energy type you are, it will actually tell you how you should be exchanging energy with the world and kind of like what your strategy is to exchange this energy. And when I first heard about it, I was like, this sounds so interesting, but I'm not convinced because just like anything, right? Like you have to have doubts about stuff. You're like, I don't really know. And I started hearing about the five energy types. And so the first one is manifester. And manifestors are like the guys who wrote the book, The Secret. They basically have like a direct line to the universe. They can call up and just say like, this is what I want. Um, and then it will be manifested into their life. They're super powerful. They're also super rare. They're less than 6% of the population. And manifestors can feel like they are, um, like their aura is almost a little bit repelling and it's there to protect them because they are so special and they are so rare that they need to have very strong boundaries about who they let in. Um, and a lot of times people in their life will be threatened by them or try to control them. And like back in the day, manifestors were the type of people that were the kings and the pharaohs, and they treated everybody on the planet like they're slaves. And, um, and manifestors like nowadays, we don't, we really moved past that and we don't need you know, just every manifestor to be this major leader or ruler, really what we need our manifestors to do is just to create the world that we live in and make it a very positive place. So if you see, if you look up your chart and you see at the type that it says manifestor, know that like your job is to manifest the things that you want to show other people that it's possible. So it's a really, really cool energy type. Um, and I, when I heard about manifestor, I was like, I know Adrian is a manifestor, mm -hmm. like a hundred percent. And I kind of had put, like I said to the universe, like if Adrian is a manifestor, like I'll believe in human design. Um, wow. And I went to go on and continue to study. And I found out about some other types. My type is called manifesting generator. So a manifesting generator is a hybrid. 
a generator type essentially is we have we have big sacral guts like our engines are all lit up right our gut is creating energy for the world and generators are the types that are supposed to work like nine to five or more and be lit up by the work they do there's this they have a sustainable resounding energy that lights the world the problem with most generators is that they're working in jobs that they don't love um, and their jobs and their work is actually draining them rather than making it possible for them to create more energy and generators and manifesting generators together make up 70 percent of the population so we all live in a generator's world like everybody around us creates energy for themselves for the most part. So if you're a non-generator type, you're going to maybe feel like you're lazy or you're not doing enough. Um, So I find out my type is called manifesting generator. And I'm basically a generator with some manifestation skills. um, But mostly what it means is that I bounce around a lot, like from thing to thing to thing. And I'm like the energizer bunny. And I'm just meant to follow the next thing that like my heart is calling me towards. And so when I read my type, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm actually so interested in human design. And typically I would tell myself like, this is too much. You can't have another like hobby, (laughs) too many hobbies, (laughs) but I knew I had to lean in. I was like, I have to do this because this is what my type is meant to do. And actually human design has become a huge piece of the work that I've done over the past like year. Um, I've read over a hundred charts and I have had so much fun just exploring what this design system means. Um, and in that process, I did discover that Adrian is a manifester. So I was like, amazing. Of course I knew she was. And Stephanie's type is something called projector. And so projectors are about like 25 to 27% of the population. They're really here to guide and lead us and um, show everybody kind of the way. Um, They're here to have almost like that 30,000 feet perspective in the air so that they can see the big picture and help with processes and help develop things a little bit easier. The thing with projectors is that they really want to be seen. So, and they see other people really, really well. And when a projector tries too hard to like, to to be seen, um, it can almost come across as the opposite point that they're trying to make, right? People just see them as almost being loud. Stephanie really is not this way. And I think a big part about both of you, why you're so powerful in your energy types is because of how you were raised Um, in, you know, in your, your, your parents being so relaxed in their approach to how they raised you guys and kind of allowing you guys to really shine your personalities to come through. None of you had like so much conditioning that you were not living in your authentic self. You've just been really true and really authentic. And together, the partnership between a projector and a manifester is so powerful. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. And the last type is called reflector. They're less than 1% of the population. And so essentially what it means is they have like no energy centers that are defined. Everything in them is white. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they just suck in all the energy from everybody else around them. And they have a lot of work to do on deconditioning and kind of getting back to themselves and, uh, and really just allowing themselves to be everything and nothing at the same time. Like they shouldn't really be committing too much. Um, so those are the five types. And if you guys are interested um, to look yours up, you can go to jovianarchive.com and maybe you guys okay. can link it in the show notes. Um, yeah, we definitely will. But yeah, you can look up your energy type and it will tell you your strategy. And m- living by my type has dramatically changed my life. And I can just see so much how both of you guys, Adrian and Stephanie, both embody uh, your energy types and how like as a business together, it's such a powerful dynamic. 
So with, uh, I have chills almost when you say that like Adrian and I's both of our, how we're made up and our energy really is powerful, but how, how do you find your human design? So it's based off of when oh, you- Oh, so you need your exact birth time. Okay. So you'll plug in your birth details, um, the day, you know, month, year, the time that you're born in the location. So it bases it off location and it's a website that generates a chart for you. So it's not like a Myers-Briggs where you take a personality test and it, it plugs something out. It's actually based exactly on the time you're born um, under the idea that your soul chose this very specific window to be born through to live out this energy type and this human design chart. And it goes far beyond the energy type. Actually, the human design charts are very uh in depth and kind of complicated when you get a first look at them. So if you pull yours up and you're like, what is this? Um, you might end up going down the rabbit hole of researching like I did. It's also great to like book with a human design reader um, who can give you more information as to what everything means. But there's certainly a, a crazy amount of books out there, information as well of how to decode what your chart means. Okay. And I have a random question because I remember when we did go to Asheville and then we came back to Charlotte and you gave, um, you told Brian, who's my husband, his human design. So is it sort of like, um, you know how astrology tells you, okay, like I'm a Leo, Leo's really bond with another sign. Is that how human design is? Whereas like maybe a manifester wouldn't be with the manifester or is it not like that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think when you go out to energy types, it's kind of, it's a very broad stroke. Okay. Energy types are all so different, but they do it the way they kind of embody their type is by how they should be interacting with the world. And like, for an example, a generator is meant to respond. So opportunities have to come to a generator and they, and they respond to whether they want it or not. Whereas a manifestor is meant to initiate. So they can always initiate and then, um, and they can make things happen by initiating. Projectors are meant to wait for the invitation. So you need the, Stephanie, you need like an official invite from somebody to say like, hey, you should, we should do this. We should work together. And for you, that feels really good. And that puts you in flow. It's kind of all about what puts you in flow and what makes it easy for you to call, call things in and manifest and just create the life that you want. Um, I would say probably a relationship with two manifestors would be crazy yeah. because you would just have like two people just going like, ham essentially right. like calling all this stuff in um i don't think i've actually had him read his chart no we haven't and i'm dying to know because i think that he is either a generator or a manifesting generator like me adrian's husband so. and i are like twins yeah <laughs> I know. you guys are really very are. similar the energizer bunnies yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, the other thing where, I mean, in, in your energy centers in human design too, like Adrian doesn't have a defined root center and, and neither does Stephanie. And what that means for them is they actually can really like just chill and relax. Um, and I've never been able to do that. Yeah, Josh can't yeah. either. It drives me Yeah, nuts. Yeah, we can and lay on the couch on a yeah, Sunday all you, day. Growing up, you guys always would be like, Oh, I just want to lounge all day. And like, if I do that all day and, and I'm, I'm healthy, like if I'm feeling really sick, I can do it. But if I'm healthy, I'll actually by like four or 5 p.m. get like severe anxiety. And yeah, from my wow. defined root center, because my body is just producing this energy that I'm not using. And so I think Josh has that. Um, it's oh, really he does. interesting. Yeah, we have to, we have to read his chart at some point. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So Kira, I, I wanted to first talk about human design first, because Stephanie and I were both listening to your podcast, which is the beauty therapy podcast that you just recently launched about, I would say a couple months ago. Um, yeah. And I know you have already two episodes about human design. And I was, I was listening to it and I really loved what you said. Cause like you said, you had put like a lot of pressure on yourself for being like this. And again, probably comparing yourself to others. Cause that's like how society has become. Um, but then you're like, Oh, well this totally makes sense because this is me. And I think that that's really powerful. Like, even if you haven't read your chart, once mm-hmm. you come into like, this is who I am, you are just kind of free to just do so many other things. Cause your energy is going towards such more, you know, positivity rather than like worrying about like, am I doing the right thing? Am I being, you know, because when you're yourself, you just feel good. So how, talk about your podcast and how did it come about? How's the journey been so far? I know you have some really great things lined up. Oh, thank you. Um, no, the podcast is, it's been, um, it took me a little while to, to dream it into life. Um, about a year ago, actually more than a year ago, I was at a hair show with some hairdressers and we were in the back room and I was talking about human design and some spirituality stuff. And I had kind of gathered this like crowd around me of people just listening in to the conversation. And it hit me then that like, although I play in the spiritual wellness space very often and I listen to a ton of information, you know, via podcasts and I read books and I'm just constantly like in, in that, in that space that this was really new information for the beauty industry. And I had always felt the divide between beauty and actually health and wellness. Like they always felt like they were really far apart. And, you know, the hairdresser industry, um, as much as we spend our lives dedicating to making other people feel really beautiful, uh, tend to not take care of ourselves. And I recognize that in me when I was working behind the chair. And I recognize that in the fellow hairdressers that I work with every single day, that we drop out of our careers early due to injury. Um, a very high percentage of the hairdresser community smokes and not just not to bash anybody if they smoke, but it's more like that is not actually helping you. It's really hurting you in the long run. And you're smoking obviously because there's some sort of, you need some sort of release. Um, like, you know, so I just started to look at our, our population and saying like, we need to really take care of ourselves more. And I started, I never thought I had this crazy, exciting info to share. But once I started realizing that the conversations were like, weren't even happening and that nobody was like even tapping into the wealth of resources that I have found in the spiritual wellness world, I realized like, I I was at the time just recommending like, Oh, listen to this podcast and listen to number da 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 on this person and listen to this and listen to this. And I was making so many recommendations and sending people like all over the place to find information. And it finally clicked for me. Like, I should start this conversation. Like I should put it in one place for them so that it's accessible and that I'm speaking more the hairdresser language. I'm speaking to the beauty industry. It's really for the full beauty industry that I'm speaking to to these people. Um, And actually I have a lot of non-beauty industry people that love the podcast too. So it's kind of working out that maybe it won't be an exclusive. I'm just going to see what happens with it and see kind of how it goes, but it's been so fun. And, uh, it's really put a lot of like more meaning in my, in my life as, as, uh, as I was struggling for, for a moment there of just thinking like, what is next for me? This has just really been like incremental in, in, in that. 
Yeah, yeah. Stephanie and I have done the same thing. Like throughout the years, we've kind of like our our followers will write in about something about what they want, and we're like, oh, that's kind of an interesting route to go. Let's do that. And so yeah. we would just do that. So we kind of always done that. My Stephanie and I have always said like, I was gonna say my sister and I like you don't know stuff. <laughs> um, but Steph and I, when we, we, when we do things, we're like, okay, well, let's just do it. And then once we do it, we're just going to like figure it out. And that's kind of been how we just always have done things. Like we're coming out with the deluxe H2 bar box and we have like a lot of like the plans in place, but not really until like we do it, then we're going to be like, oh, you know what? We should have done this. We should have done this. Well, you but can as make long changes as we, as we got. Path, yeah. 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 We always do that. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can plan for so much, but like, if you're not receptive to the signs that are coming at you, then what can you do? And I've yeah. loved like the, um, the phrase it's like, uh, not go where you're wanted. I'm going to mess it up, but like, where are you being called to right now? Not just like, not just in your own mind, but like what, are, what's being asked of you. And yeah. that's probably where you need to be. Like where, where people are coming to you, what are people coming to you for? And to kind of like take that and turn that into a brand is incredible. And if you can really, you know, like continue to breathe life into that and continue to like expand that and every corner and let the people, let your audience tell you what your brand is. I think that that's so transmutive and and so cool and I think that's what makes her a brand that like never actually gets old it's yeah. so true so how can someone download and start listening to the beauty therapy podcast oh thanks um it is beauty therapy podcast you can find it on iTunes um, Apple podcast or it's on Spotify it's on anchor um, I think it's everywhere that podcasts are played now. I'm awesome. grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So Kira, you've been with us since the very beginning, since, um, you know, since we started how to be a redhead and way before that. And you really have, you're really, we, we say an inner redhead, your grandmother, <laughs> Amy is a beautiful redhead. So what confidence tips, um, do you have for redheads listening in? I think you guys are the coolest. You have to embrace it. Embrace your authenticity. Embrace the fact that you're different. Don't try to fit in and be like everybody else. Um, it's as how to be a redhead says, it's not, it's not a color, it's a lifestyle. And you have to just vibrantly live, you know, who you are. And um, you know, I think that just a confidence tip for everybody, whether you're red hair or black hair or brown hair, like you really have to trust yourself and listen to your intuition, I think would be the biggest piece of advice I can give. Your intuition is never, ever, ever wrong. And so just listen, listen hard and everything will open up for you. Kira, we have to have you back on because I feel like there's so many other topics to discuss. Yeah, we have to dive into beauty so tips and hair tips and advice and all that. Oh, would love that. Absolutely. I would love to be back. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Anytime. Love you. Love you guys. Bye. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. The H2 Bar Box, a monthly beauty subscription box for redheads. Each box is worth $80 plus, and each product is redhead friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code podcast to receive 20% off. Wow. I hope everyone listening really can you know, really understand what, how powerful confidence is. Don't you agree? 
Yeah, it's such a pivotal thing to learn and confidence takes time. I think that that's what a lot of people should know. And I think that that's why we really wanted to talk to Kiara about the path she took, because I think a lot of people think that they can just like read a book or like join social media and that definitely, you know, social media accounts that promote confidence, like how to be a redhead and all of that stuff really matters. But confidence takes time and it's knowing that you have to trust yourself for that time. So I think that that is what we really wanted to take away today. And Kira really hit it, you know, the home run, you know, she's so, she's so articulate. So I knew that she was going to do great. I know. And she really made me understand human design, which I know that we spoke to her about it when we were in Asheville, but just hearing her break down each one and it really makes sense. It totally makes sense. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people are probably like, what does that mean? So in the podcast notes, we're definitely going to put a link to where she said that you can find your chart because then you'll be able to look into and see all of your personality types and And how you're supposed to navigate throughout the world. And I know I've always felt like a manifester. I know that um, I've always felt very powerful about about certain things in my life. If something doesn't feel right, I can't do it. Um, It really bothers me. So I know Stephanie and I both have very powerful personality types. And so it was cool to just know kind of that we're on the right path about our life. I think that that that's like a nice thing. I know it, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. And I loved having her on, especially with the history that we have. And she is a third sister. I know. I know she totally is. And, um, you know, I definitely recommend following her podcast. It's really great. I know that she, she said she's starting it for people who are looking, you know, for their own beauty tips in, if they're in the beauty industry, But I think it's really awesome to just listen to it anyway, because I know she's probably going to end up being in so many different areas of of the beauty industry who aren't even hairdresser beauty industry because she's really that great. I know she really is. I'm so proud and I'm very thankful to know her. So thanks for yeah. being, thanks for meeting her in high school, Adrian. <laughs> I know it's like such a gift that I met her and it really we is in London too for our other friend in high school's wedding, Andrew. And so to all be together is really, is really awesome. And for, you know, for your friends who like know you so well, I think that, you know, that sisterhood is really important in life. And if you're lucky to meet someone who knows you that well, it's really such a blessing in life. So it's something that we take with us when I know Stephanie, you're the same way when we're working on how to be a redhead. It's something that fuels you to, to, you know, have that fulfillment. I think that's what everyone's looking for is to be fulfilled. And it's part of confidence. Definitely. Well, thank you everyone for your time and look at the podcast notes to reference anything that we talked about. And like always, rock it like a redhead. redhead.